Welcome to Coach Pat Chat, episode 33. Today, I'm really excited to have two guests. This is the first time I've had two people on the podcast, so that's exciting. Um, Justin and Dave, who run the Around the Horn podcast, which is such a cool concept. And um, I've been on a couple times, and I just love the competitive nature. So we're going to dive into how you guys started that and whatnot. But uh, why don't you both uh, give your the listeners a little background on yourselves. Oh, <laughs> all right. I will start. Uh, my name is Dave Carney. I teach in Fort Myers, Florida, kindergarten through fifth grade. And I have some uh, pretty large groups, uh, over 100, 100 to about 130 per group. So it's challenging, but well worth it. And I am Justin Schleider. I teach in Lawrence, New Jersey. Um, I am at what's called an intermediate school. So it is fourth, fifth, and sixth grade, which is pretty cool. Nice little age range there. And that is everything you need to know about me. Awesome, guys. Love it. Um, So um, Around the Horn podcast, um, basically... um, for those of you who don't know, there used to be an ESPN show. Well, it might. Is it still going on? I don't know. Is it still going on, Justin? I'm not sure. I think PTI. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, is Around the Horn comes on right after uh, with Will Bond and Kornheiser. Okay. PTI. Yeah, so, I was saying pretty sure it's still on. All right. Cool, cool. So, why don't you guys discuss uh, how you came up with the idea and uh, your motivation behind it? And then we'll go into the specifics of the active show and stuff you've experienced, conversations, stuff like that. Sure, I'm going to let Dave go on this because really it was the brainchild of Dave. Uh, so I will let you handle this question, sir. All right. Well, I was going to actually let you go because I'm not sure if you remember, but I think you do. We started with uh, Jorge Rodriguez doing the uh, Voxer or the Voxcast um, off of Voxer. And at one point, we uh, Justin just threw out the idea. I don't know if you remember this, but something about around the horn uh, style, you know, just like ESPN. And then um, I guess a few months ago, um, you know, we just started talking. Um, you know, Justin, I've been talking for a while on Voxer, things like that on Twitter. And we met in 2015 at the PE Institute. What up? And such a good uh, time. If you get a chance, definitely oh, get out man. there. That was amazing. So um, I just threw that idea back at him. Um, I just said, hey, remember that idea? I'd, I'd really like to start something different. Like I enjoy doing the solo uh, podcast, just me talking. I enjoy interviewing people uh, one-on-one, but I want to do something different that is, um, I don't know, that hasn't been done before, at least to my knowledge, or, or just maybe a different style. So I put it out to Justin, and um, I know his personality by now, and I know that in this case, especially, I, I enjoy, and I say a lot, but I enjoy sitting in the background and listening to the guests, taking points or uh, adding up points, uh, doing the timer that we just recently added. And uh, I knew he'd be a really good co-host. Uh, I mean, just really the main host of the show. So uh, it kind of went from there. We started gathering ideas and guests, and uh, it's been kind of getting bigger, and I, I really enjoy it. Yeah, so like piggyback on what Dave was saying, uh, the Foxcast – run and created by Jorge Rodriguez, which is fantastic. I definitely would uh, recommend that to everybody out there. 
we did an episode, and yes, we did. I remember, of course, I remember because I was victorious. <laughs> <laughs> First victor right here. I believe I beat Andy Milne in the finals. I'm not quite positive about that uh, for there. But I remember it was fantastic. I loved it. And Dave hit me up and said, yo, why don't we do a podcast where we do like Around the Horn? I've really been, uh, you know, thinking about this for a while, and it just never left my brain. What about it? And it takes me very little coaxing to do anything. So I'm like, yo, let's let's do it. And he does all the hard work. I literally show up uh, about 10 minutes before and start rolling. He does all the editing. He does, you know, the the hammering of the guests, you know, sending out the emails, the invites. It really is Dave doing all the work behind the scenes, and, and it's his brainchild. I'm just kind of there saying, hey, here's a, a way to facilitate it. But let me add to that, if I could, real quick, uh, both uh, Pat and Justin. So he, he is correct. I do the editing. I do, uh, I guess, more of the social media. I mean, he does some, obviously. Um, I do like the little, you know, things. I don't know, whatever. I do little editing, you know, clips and send them out. And um, th- I think that's why we work so well together. Um, I really do. Um, you know, I feel like he does the things that I, I'm not saying I can't do, but I think he does a really good job at being the the main host, uh, joking around with people. Um, doing the research ahead of time, even if it's just for a little bit, and just throwing that knowledge out there. And like I said, you know, I, and I do that. I do the other stuff, you know, like he said. So I, th- I think we make a good team, a good balance as far as that goes. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome, guys. Yeah, I love the concept. And like the cool thing about it is, is like not only are we talking about all things HPE and whatnot, but I love the the competition sense, but also the sense that like we get to officially like be ourselves. Like obviously we're sharing content and our philosophies and answering questions and stuff like that. Um, But we also get to joke around, talk trash, stuff like that. And for someone who grew up in the 90s, like it actually just brings a lot of memories back from actually last, last time. Like I couldn't believe I remembered his name, but I changed my name to Woody Page. Because he was like the most entertaining guy for me. He was absolutely ridiculous, but I feel like I'm a little ridiculous as well. So I've really had, like, not only for the content, but it, it's definitely like brought memories back for me on the good old ESPN. And I'm not trying to knock Stephen A and whatnot, but they get really loud and just scream over each other. And right now, I feel like all they can do is talk about the last dance. So it's good to have some physical education content to put into like an ESPN frame. Woody is by far the funniest dude on the show. His <laughs> sayings in the background on the little whiteboard are hilarious. Uh, I, I definitely think that he's one of the best characters on that show for real. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoy that. That's why we do our little trash talking in the background. Um, as you know, Pat, we just kind of little stuff like just changing our names like you did or uh, like Stephen Buller and, and some people might hold up a sign or, or something like that. So um, I, I enjoy that. It's it's kind of that little stuff that you probably don't hear on the podcast for the most part, but we we see it or it's in the chat box, things like that. Um, I enjoy that. I really do. So do you guys come up with the questions together or is there like someone does questions this week, another person will do the questions another week? So uh, Dave will hit me up and say, all right, you know, it's it's time to get the questions together. Here's the subject. And I'll shoot off a couple ideas. He'll write them up and then he'll change whatever he wants. And then I read them and I go, okay, let's look at this and maybe we can change that. 
and then we put them out. So um, for the concepts, we both go over. It. We're like, all right, what's better this week? What's what, what's coming up? What's relevant? What works? What doesn't? Uh, for that, and then the the questions, like I said, we both work on that together. Because once it's really the idea of what subject material that we're going to cover, that's the hard part. Once you do that, it's pretty easy to come up with three open-ended-ish questions to put out there. Yeah, again, I, I think uh, this goes back to, I think we, we bring a, a, a nice balance because we will go back and forth in a good way, in a positive way. But um, a lot of times I'll, I'll make up some questions. I'll make it, I'll get ready for social media to put it out there and I'll, you know, I'll take a screenshot of it or something and send to Justin and he'll just kind of say, well, hey, how about this? You know, maybe we could word it this way or maybe we could change question three or something. And again, it just, I think it just works really well. And, and, and there's no, um, at least I don't feel there's any like ego there. Like I don't, I don't mind if Justin says, you know, let's, why don't we change this one? It might not work well. Or um, I, I don't, I have no ego there. I, I'm good. You know, whatever we, we discuss and we come up with, I'm, I'm happy with this. This is, it's, it's I told somebody recently, um, you know, besides being with my family, it's pretty much been my favorite night of the week. You know, I look forward to this. I really do. I look forward to meeting everybody. I look forward to the new guests we have and even bring back former guests and, and, and things like that, like yourself. And, you know, I've, I just have fun with this and learn from everybody. It's awesome. Yeah, I think the ego is a really good part there because uh, for me, I'm just happy to be a part of something. So the fact that Dave is willing to do the heavy lifting on things, uh, with the minute details, which really bother me sometimes, uh, I'm, I'm happy to be on board. So at no point am I like, this is the way we have to do it. Dave is like, this is the way we just literally go, okay, what do you think? What do you think? And then we try to just figure it out. Because this is a labor of love. So there's no reason for it to be anything but fantastic. Yeah, it's really awesome. And it's nice that you guys have such a like, collaborative um, atmosphere between the two of you. And that started um, at a conference, right? That uh, the PE Institute was a conference, right? Um, well, we met, we met online, which is funny because yeah. we, we met online first back in, I don't know, five or six years ago. And then a lot of people, I feel like got on Twitter right around the same time. Mm -hmm. And then Voxer blew up and Voxer came out of nowhere and we got together on Voxer. So when we finally do meet up at conferences with these people, it's not like I'm, I was just meeting Dave for the first time. So there's a, a level of comfort that really does come from being connected on social media, like even with uh, you being on the podcast. So when I see you, it's not going to be like the first time we've interacted. So we all already have a level of comfort. And then, like I said, the P Institute's in North Carolina. It is amazing. Some really cool people are there. Uh, and then, like I said, we had a blast there. Yeah, that was the big year where, I mean, at least for me, that was my first major, major conference. And it was the who's who back then and, and really even now. I mean, um, I know, Pat, we just talked about like Jared Robinson and uh, Joey yeah. Fife. And I mean, all the, to me, the people I was following for the, like that year or so when I just got on and like Justin, and I still remember Justin uh, meeting him for the first time. He was like, he saw me in the airport. He was picking me up actually in the airport. He was my ride, uh, him and Nick Enlick. And uh, he was kind of hiding at me. He's like, I see you. We were on the cell phones together. He's like, I'm like, look all around for this guy. I'm like, but I know I'll know, know him when I see him. And uh, it's really cool like that. I mean, you know, we just uh, both, you know, that Joe Bailey just won our recent one and, and we can't say enough about her. You know, when I first saw her there, I'm just like, Joe Bailey and just big hugs and, and to everybody. And it's, it's the best thing. It's so, it's so cool, you know. That conference particular, uh, 
is legendary that year. Because you're talking about Andy Vasily, Jorge, Joe Bailey, Kim Ballard, Adam Laveau. I mean, for all the people who I followed from all over the world to be in one spot at one time was amazing. Like we, uh, I picked up Adam Laveau at the airport from England. So I picked him up and then we drove to Nick in Pennsylvania. We drove through the night to North Carolina. Uh, we get there and the hotel's not ready. We pick up Joe Bailey. We go out to the bars uh, there, play, uh, playing around at the microbrews, meet up with everybody. It was uh, a blast. So like I said, being socially connected is pretty cool. Being to conferences and meet everyone was definitely a highlight. Yeah, it was, uh, it was funny because the first time I went on, there was a, a lot of really good people on there. And I didn't think I really had a shot because I'm still like a young PE teacher trying to dance around things and like international is a little bit different, not that much different. Um, but I managed to rank at a decent level. And then so I came back to the second one this Thursday and I saw Joe Bailey's name. I was like, I'm just going to throw out some ideas that hopefully I can rank top five because um, she's amazing. And uh, but that the thing about that, like on your podcast, um, as well as uh, uh, some of the guests I've had, is some of these like and, and I don't want to say big time names because everyone has value in their own sense. But like Landers, I just reached out to him like through his website um, and he came in on no problem. Um, Jessica Shawley, just to name a few. And they're all really willing to Melanie Levenberg, like to help. And um, like I even had Andy Hare on there and I've, I've gotten in contact with Vasily. Uh, so just the willingness to uh, like a lot of people are very busy, but just to come on and to share experience and also i feel like they want to learn from people as well so i think that's been like a true blessing and i've noticed on your podcast you've had the same type of um interaction and also the cool thing is like so not a lot of people uh probably knew who i was but you guys were welcoming um and let me came on and uh, i think that's just it's so good to collaborate with people Especially for me, because I kind of work, well, I definitely work solo. I'm not in a department. So to be able to have a PLN um, that I can bounce ideas off of and learn from. And I think that's the coolest part of Around the Horn. Like, yeah, it's a competition, but like, dude, I got my notepad out the entire time. Yeah, I've learned so much from everybody. And I know I say that all the time. And I say, even on the show, um, it's the truth. It's sometimes it's hard for me when I'm doing stuff in the background. But when I re-listen to it, like I just did today, the most recent one, I mean, it's just, I love hearing from voices all over the country. And in your case, you know, a different part of the world and, uh, you know, just getting those, getting to hear what's going on and also just the different, um, obviously perspectives and opinions. And, um, just there's things that I never even thought about that people are saying, I'm like, wow, that's, you know, even when, um, I know maybe it's something I just didn't never heard. But when uh, Dr. Martha James Hassan said it was a couple episodes ago, and she's amazing. Um, I really didn't know her that well. I just saw her on, on Twitter and stuff, and now I just like, man, this this lady is just fantastic. You know, she said it's uh, you know it's not distance learning, it's crisis learning, and I'm not sure she coined that or not, maybe not. But either way, it opened my eyes to so much. Just that little statement right there, that uh, just the way I'm presenting my material to my students, the way I'm uh, just ask the things I'm asking of them, and then the stuff I want to do, it just 
Um, it's just been, it's just something just hearing these voices of different people, different perspectives from different walks of life, different areas. And it just, it's been great. It's just been eye opening. Yeah. I think the phys ed community and I guess my, my little theory is that a lot of us have played team sports growing up. So we understand that I, the value of other people and the idea that we're better together. But when you look at the different areas of education that get together and, and create things and do things like social studies and science and, you know, ELA, the different areas. Phys ed was ahead of the curve and is ahead of the curve in all those areas. I mean, we've created a Google Drive where anyone in the world can access resources for free. Uh, we got together, we created a national lesson plan creator based on Chief America standards that we offer. Um, when you ask people for help, Everybody is willing to bend over backwards to help you. Uh, it is absolutely amazing. And I feel like social media is definitely the great leveler. Um, I, I don't really put much stock in names and followers, to be honest, because I feel like that, that really doesn't have the value. The value is what are you doing in your classroom? And if we all remember that every single one of us is our teachers, then we all have value because you're going to nail certain lessons I probably suck at, or maybe your lessons are even better than what I'm doing right now. So I think with that idea that n nobody is perfect, nobody's at the top of the hill, nobody's a hundred, we can always get better. Uh, I love listening to what other people are doing and seeing what other people are doing. Uh, and I think that's probably the coolest part about the show uh, and about social media and about the phys ed world is that's what we want. We want to elevate what others are doing in order for everybody to be better. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. Um, I especially like the, uh, the point of it doesn't matter who you are, you can definitely learn from everyone. And uh, I, I think that's a practice what you preach kind of thing. Um, when it comes to athletes and students, like there's some outspoken students, but every once in a while, once I would say shyer students start to get more comfortable. They come up with brilliant ideas, and um, that's just the beauty of being an educator. And uh, yeah, I, I've definitely checked out your uh, the free resources packet. Um, I'll definitely link that into the show notes, link the podcast in the show notes, and all of that. Uh, you guys have truly like just inspired me. Um, with not only the podcast, though, but some, like you were just talking about some of the content you put out. And uh, I, I'm, I'm just uh, blown away. And like, um, I wanted to preface, like I, we were talking about the quote unquote, like big dogs of PE. But um, also, as you were just saying, when I've been on this podcast or had people um, on my podcast, because I just reach out to people Pretty much if I see something cool that they did, like I have a student teacher coming on next week because um, when I was a student teacher, I wasn't on Twitter or anything like that. I was just trying to learn and get that degree, but she's putting out really good content and she's already ahead of the game. So like you said, it's just about um, finding things you value and that other, like um, other, you think other people would enjoy the content. So um yeah, Twitter's been great. The podcast has been a lot of fun. And um, my wife actually made fun of me because I, well, she told me to slow down because I've done like 33 podcasts in two months. But like, I am alone. And it's the only way I can talk to people. 
So it's actually more selfish, like it's more for me than actual um, anyone else. Like obviously, um, I don't want that to sound the wrong way. Like I want to get the content out there and the people that come on are amazing. Um, but since I haven't been at school and I only do two live sessions a week, I have the time to do it right now. Um, so having people like you guys on and just the list goes on and on um, has really helped me in preparing um, my online lessons, but also getting back to school. Like I had Mel Hamada on, from um, International School of Beijing the other day, and she, she's, a, she's a legend. Um, and she, get, she brought up the greatest point, um, going back to the crisis um, education type thing. Um, she, she gave me the advice, the first thing I need to do is um, talk about the fears of COVID, how people are doing, like you're going from being in an enclosed space to be surrounded by 50 or more people. Um, so we really just need, I should just focus on helping them find their comfort zone again before you get into content too heavy. And Justin, I think you uh, mentioned that earlier, just making sure people are um, happy to be moving again and uh, having that space, but also that uh, intrinsic uh, feeling of self-worth and uh, just being a around a community again. So it's all been awesome. Yeah, real quick, I, I want to say this um, because I saw this on Twitter and it's kind of what we you were just talking about a little bit. You know, I I was there. I was one of those people that I'm like, man, I'm looking up to all these people on you know these, these heavy hitters we call them or the the big dogs and um you know they are just people and there's some amazing they put out some amazing content but everyone's been pretty uh like we've talked about they've they've shared a lot like i'll i'll, I'll always give jared robinson credit for uh, helping me out a lot and <coughs> also getting me going with the podcasting things like that and you know i remember when i first hit him up i'm like dude this guy from australia wrote <clears> me back <throat> right away i mean like he emailed me back right away i had a question so it's like, it's things like that, that I was like, wow, you know, um, it's, it is the power of social media, but it's also, it's a great community. Um, people don't really, um, you know, I, I don't see that many people just saying, no, I won't share, or you got to pay for this, pay for this, pay for this. It's a lot of sharing. Yes, there's some paid content, which is fine, but um, it's a lot of sharing, a lot of, uh, you know, good people out there. Yeah, and I think that the more involved we get and the more conferences we go to, the more we'll learn it. And I feel like my teaching now is like 20% me and 80% everyone from all over the world. Like I, I go, okay, I want to do this dance unit. So, oh my God, I know Nick did this really cool uh, dance thing. Let me grab that. And I go, oh, I want to do cooperative games. I know Ash Casey's done this. So I'll grab that. And then, so really for my teaching, I feel like, it used to be a lot of what I did, and now it's, okay, I had best practices from all over the world. Let me get on there. And I do want to highlight the one point you talked about, Pat, with this idea that everyone has knowledge. So right now uh, I'm reading a really cool book with, uh, written by Paolo Freire and this dude, Miles Horton. And they said this one statement that's so basic that just made me go, how come, this, how come I didn't understand this earlier in life? Being alive, just simply the fact of being alive, we have knowledge. And if we understand that with our students, that they bring knowledge into the classroom. 
So the way my class is set up now, I do iterations. Here's level one, here's level two. Doesn't matter what game, what activity. And I'm going to switch it out. So we use a little game sensor TGFU at those. But at the end, level three or four, I will always open it up to my students. What do you want to change? What does your group want to change to make this activity better? And that's that understanding that you have a brain, you have knowledge, you have awareness, you know your strengths and weaknesses, and that you are an expert on you much more than I am. So I feel like that idea of really understanding that every person, regardless of age, regardless of physical ability, they all have their own knowledge. How do we tap into that and then draw their knowledge into what we're doing? I think that's the art of teaching. You can't really, you can't learn that in a classroom. That just comes from experience and really understanding that our kids have the knowledge and that we have to figure out how to bring that out and then, you know, impart some of what we know onto them. Yeah, I said that that's such a good point, man. And uh, after the show, if uh, you could just message me the link or the name of that book so I can link it in the description and I'd definitely like to check that out. Um, to add to your point, um, one thing I, I really like to focus on. So when I first started teaching seven years ago, um, I went to this little tiny school in Kazakhstan because there's a lot of oil there. So there's these big like Chevron schools and stuff like that. And dude, I had no idea what I was doing. Like I was just teaching sports and like, I'm going to be very vulnerable in saying that I was not a rock solid PE teacher at that point, but like I was teaching sports skills and stuff like that. And I felt like I was teaching more as a coach than a physical educator. And my wife was a tech director said, Pat, you need to get on Twitter. Pat, you need to get on Twitter. Pat, you need to get on Twitter. And then I was like, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Um, and then I finally did it. And I like, after all the colleges and trainings and everything, I learned how to become a PE teacher through Twitter, really. Like mm. people like you and stuff like just questioning, creating autonomy and stuff like that. Like you think that would be just in what you learned from experience and university and stuff. But um, because I had autonomy when I was a kid, but you never really think about it until you get older. And so now like I'm definitely Yes, we have standards we need to meet and stuff like that, but how can we work together that your knowledge and your learning is being um, handled? Because as I've said before, growing up with ADHD, I learned very differently from other people. And um, not so much the hyperactivity section of it, and this is just one example, um, but really needing tactile objects to learn, whether it's in PE in the classroom, so when we include the students, as you just said, um, and bring their knowledge, I'm actually learning how to be a teacher from them. So I think that's a really good point. Yeah, and I don't want to give away our future episodes, but Dave and I just talked about this idea of you really need to hone your philosophy. And that, that is going to be one of the upcoming episodes is what is your philosophy? And once you understand that, then you build off of that. And I feel like too many times we go opposite. We go, okay, what are the standards? Now we're going to go and figure out a lesson assessment for the standards. And, and that's all well and good, that, you know, backwards design. But if you don't have a philosophy that's rock solid, 
that you have honed down to the most finite, uh, then everything is kind of wishy-washy. So now that I've been doing it so long, and now that I've been on Twitter, and now that I've been challenged by people, and now that I'm continuing to read and learn, now that I have my philosophy, I could build off of that. And everything comes off of that. I think if you don't have that solid base, which you're not going to get from college, and you're not even going to get in your first couple of years of teaching, because the beginning of teaching is classroom management. Right. That's a, a very difficult part of teaching that you can't learn anywhere other than being in front of students. So once you get your classroom management, then you go, okay, now that I can control the class and, and controls it, you know, not the word we're looking for, but now that I can manage and facilitate and figure that out. Okay, now let me look at what are we doing and why are we doing it? And I think once you get that, that's when you enter mastery. That's when you become an actual teacher versus an adult with authority in front of students. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's kind of a what we're going to be uh, kind of dealing with uh, or a subject matter. But but I, I kind of got that from what Justin said about uh, when we had Kate Cox on the on the show what, two weeks ago. And um, I remember Justin just said, you know, I, I love people to have a philosophy like they have it down. It's a, like a one sentence elevator pitch and not in a bad way, but in a good way. And, uh, you know, then she told us her philosophy and it it was rock solid. And, I, and then then you go from there. Um, like Justin said, I mean, it's everything else um, follows that follows suit uh, after you know your purpose and your why and your philosophy. Yeah, you guys are crushing it, man. I'm, I'm loving all of this content. And uh, I think it hits the nail on the head, like what I was talking about earlier when I first talked, um, was talking about teaching in Kazakhstan the first time I started teaching. I definitely did not have a philosophy. And that's not something to be proud of. But like, as you said, as a first year teacher, it's all classroom management. And we were at a really small school. So I was teaching K through 12. So like first period would be pre-K. And then second period will be high, would be high school. So in my first year of teaching, I was going from like straight chaos to a pretty chill group because there were small classes. And like I had to, the funny thing was I had to realize how to turn off chaos mode and come up to the level of these kids are here to like listen and ready to go, um, stuff like that. And then right after high school, I went back to uh, first grade. So it was like constantly switching. So I, I had a lot of trouble with classroom management my first year um, because there's so many different dynamics in each class. And uh, so it took me a long time to develop a philosophy. But um, I'd say in my third year, I finally got a grasp on how to uh, handle each age group. And I will say that people often ask me, um, what's your favorite grade to teach? And after that experience, uh, uh, I'm happy to teach any of them. Like you get different things for the younger kids. And this sounds kind of selfish, but like the younger kids love you no matter what. Like they just show you that love, like beyond belief. And then the middle schoolers, it's really cool to see the developmental aspects, like how they're changing, finding their place and stuff like that. And in high school, they're still doing that, but they're really honing in on like the path they want to take. Um, and I think the beautiful thing of all ages of physical education, I think you guys touched about this earlier, is in my opinion, I actually wrote a blog about it, it's where kids really become a human being. And that's like when we're talking about, we've talked about it so frequently, 
bringing the awareness of the education aspect of physical education. Um, the social dynamic is so crucial. I mean, you're teaching kids how to interact with one another, how to respect one another, respect cultures, respect beliefs, um, and also how to be a leader and how to be a listener. Like, listening intently, even if you disagree, learning how to, okay, that idea has these positive aspects, but let's work together to make it um, something bit, and I don't want to say better because that's not the right word, but um, let's build on this and see where else we can go with it. So um, I think that's what I learned the most um, when I didn't have a philosophy and I started to grow from people like you and other people on social media. Uh, yeah, well, I will say this, you know, don't ever beat yourself up because my first two years of PE were, <laughs> it was pretty bad. Um, but I wasn't online. I wasn't, I didn't know any, it's like, I didn't know what I didn't know. And, and I just, you know, it was just me. And that's, and most people are in that predicament where they're ju it's just you, you don't have a, a, a team of, you know, I, I taught in the classroom for almost 10 years and I had some great teams. I mean, I taught fifth grade and fourth grade mostly. And I had my team of fifth grade teachers that would, you know, we could talk about these things. I didn't really have a team of physical educators until I got online and I'm like, wow, what these people are doing are, is absolutely amazing. And I, I want to be better. And I have, and like Justin said, I mean, uh, or kind of, you know, I'm, I'm like a billion times better now. Um, I, you know, it's that, like he said, like that 20% me and 80% other people like infusing these ideas. And, and I've just grown so much from other people just online and connecting with people. Yeah, Pat, it's pretty funny because I taught a pre-K through sixth grade, not the whole gamut of the, through high school. But I actually was super happy because by the time I got tired of tying shoes and, <laughs> you know, buttoning kids' pants and, and all those, then I got tired of the attitudes from the sixth graders right. coming in, you know, after the Christmas break when the hormones are going wild totally. in there. So I loved when they came in and I was like, boom. All right, now I have this. Okay, change the pace. We have this. And it did make me appreciate, uh, you know, every age group a little more once I had the, the balance. I could say, okay, these are the aspects that I really liked and then some of them that weren't so fantastic. And then the other ones where I'm like, okay, I really like that, but this part of it I struggle with. For sure. And my advice to any new PE teacher, if you have the choice, get thrown into a wide range of ages and you'll learn things real fast and you'll really enjoy the different dynamics of each age group. Um, and, and like, like I said, it was difficult um, going back and forth, but as you said, it was so cool to learn different things. And um, like uh, Dave said, I wasn't online, so this was legitimate trial and error. And my dad's a PE teacher, so it was mainly like Skyping my dad and Dad, how did you do things in the 80s and the 70s? Because that's what I'm working with right now. So help me out. And uh, actually, some of his old school tactics were really effective. Um, so, um, was Saturday night, correct? Where you are? Okay. Yes, it's uh, we're, what, 11 hours behind you, okay. I believe? Perfect. Yes. So um, if weekends are important, stuff like that. Um, I don't want to hold you for too long. So um, I'm just going to ask one more question and then I'll get let you guys rock out um, for the night. Um, 
The only reason I ask this is because it's a popular topic and um, I think it's important to get other people's views and stuff like that um, because the more resources or ideas we can get, the better. Um, so how have you guys been handling, and you don't have to make it um, long, you can just give some ideas if you have some um, or some philosophies um, with the online learning as far as it goes to physical education. Um, well, let's see. So I actually, it's funny cause I just rethought the whole thing, you know, what I've been doing since I've been talking to everybody on, uh, on our, around the horn, around the horn health and phys ed podcast. And I actually put out a solo one the other day, kind of uh, with my thoughts on this. So, um, basically, you know, I want to give more choice. I know we always say that I give choice, but I, it made me think of when I was a kid and I know times have changed and I was actually more grew up in the eighties. So I'm older than you. Um, you know, <sighs> I didn't do yoga when I was a kid. I didn't even really, I, I did definitely didn't dance. And I, I didn't really exercise, like work out, like you know, really push up, sit ups, mm -hmm. uh, weights, especially. I didn't really work out until I was in, I mean, I, I played baseball, like JV and varsity. Like, I mean, as far as weights, I didn't do that stuff after college. And so, so, you know, I just made me think of, well, you know, I'm trying to give them different options, I guess, to spend time with their family, go for bike rides, give them choices. Yes, here's some choices for exercise. Here's some choice for dance, yoga, find what you want to do and some learning concepts too. We like brain pops and different articles and things. I'm having them fill out forms. I do live Kahoot once a week with my fourth and fifth graders. I do a live uh, kind of workout, but really like more like, you know, scavenger hunt activities mm -hmm. once a week. And so I'm trying to give more choices because again, I, I would, I just didn't do yoga when I was, I still don't do yoga, but some kids do like it, but I just want to give more choices, not just say, here's your activities for the week. And, you know, here's a guy that works out online. We talked about this a lot. Here's a guy that does workouts. Here's your, you know, just follow this guy all week. And there's your, there it is. Um, I don't want to do that because right. I want to make sure we have more uh, meaningful things for the kids to do and just to get to know their families better and do more, like I said, walks, bike rides, but give them ideas you know, building obstacle courses, we created a target game with household items, you know, creating a net wall game next week. Um, I'll learn something new challenge I put out there. Um, just things like that, that I want to make sure they have just, again, I hate to keep using the word choice, but, you know, I want to keep them active, keep them moving, keep them learning, but give them choices. That's awesome, man. So for me, I got to be honest. I don't think there's much learning going on right now. I don't think there's any learning, to be honest. Um, and again, when we talked about our philosophy, my philosophy was create a positive association with movement with other people. And that's my whole phys ed philosophy. Everything builds off of that. And right now, the other people are in your family. So the activities I have for the students are all with their families, with other people. Uh, I took a lot of what Kevin Tiller did. Uh, he had a really cool activity calendar out there. Uh, again, because social media is fantastic. You know, multiple brains are better than one. So I took some of what he did, and then I said, okay, you know, why don't you go out, find five different uh, leaves, leaves with your parents, and then compare them. Like that idea of, of going for a walk. You know, uh, go in your house and, and crab walk uh, with a different adult and try to touch every wall on a level you know, of your home or apartment or wherever you live. Um, 
The other one was do, do a plank challenge where you're staring at your family member, trying not to laugh and trying to make them laugh. So for me, that that's as good as it gets. And it's completely short of, of any learning that I really think is happening. So um, again, while this is crisis learning, the idea is can, how can we get them to move in any way? And there's a lot of inequity out there, uh, you know, from the middle to upper class. If they're living in safer neighborhoods, they have backyards, they have swings, they have equipment. Uh, if you live in an area that's unsafe to be outside, then how am I going to tell you to get outside? Uh, it, it's like I said, th- this time is not for, for learning. It's literally how do we get through this with a mental health that's not in the toilet it is really the idea for me. And that was the beauty of school is that we're all equal at school. We are there at the same time in the same place with the same equipment, with the same variables, and then we could start and, and continue to learn from there. So right now my assignments I feel like are just how can we move and how can I bring a smile to your face so I do some of the brain pops for health, like Dave was saying. And instead of saying, like, you need to get this out of this on the quiz, I tell them when you watch the brain pop, email me the joke at the end of the brain pop because they have a pop of joke because that's what I want. You know, it, it showed me, A, you went in and at least looked at the stuff. And then hopefully the jokes are kind of funny. It brought a smile to your face. And that's the best we could do. I, I got to say, if I was going to grade myself on actually teaching content right now, I'd give myself an F, uh, below an F, because that's not happening. And, and I just don't think it's fair to even put that on the kids and, and the teachers, for that matter, to say, hey, you're in charge of learning right now. Because this students didn't sign up for this. We didn't choose this. We were forced, and, and nobody was prepared for any of this stuff. So at the present moment, I'm just trying to have them do anything that will help their mental health and, and bring a smile to their face and encourage them to move at this point. Justin, I think that's such a good point, man. If we were on around the horn, you would have got like 20 for that one, dude. Um, but um, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think family dynamics are so important right now. And like, yeah, I've been, so what I've been doing pretty much, like we did a lot of creative game stuff and just like have them play games with socks, brooms, everyone's doing it whatever. Um, but then I came up with the idea to follow what you were saying. Like it wasn't, nothing was graded, but, um, so I made in one class together, I made a monopoly board and we called it playopoly. So on the top level, there's like games we created before. So if you roll on that, you're going to go play that game. And it's simple, short, small sided game, um, bouncing ping pong balls into buckets or sweeping, um, a sock into a goal, stuff like that. And then the next um, level had like fitness aspects, super easy, like uh, five push-ups or stuff like that. But then after we did that, what I did, I sent them all a blank board and then said, go play, go if you choose to create a game. Like you can not come to the live class if you take this Monopoly board and go create a game with your family and play it together because uh, on top of what you said, we got to realize there's a lot of uh, families that where mom's usually gone all the time at work or dad's usually gone all the time at work. And this is a perfect opportunity for them to actually step away from my screen 
and go spend time with their family and find joy in that. So I really, I'm really happy you brought that up. Um, so lastly, I would like to uh, thank you guys for coming on. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, I hope you have some awesome around the horns. Um, sadly, I can't attend the U.S. ones anymore because that's like 8 a.m. on class time now that I'm going back this week. Um, hopefully we stay in school till the end, but if we get pulled back out, I'll let you know so I can hop on again. Um, and we're just, going international, though. We're going international. Yeah. Remember, we're going to try to get something going for you guys. I know. I know. And I, I, I think um, it's going to be awesome. There's a lot of cool people over here, too, that I can put you in touch with. Um, and uh, it's you guys have just really inspired me to rethink my philosophies and the mold of teaching and uh, really given me some ideas, even through this conversation, just my brain's ticking on the right way to reapproach um, Let's not even call it learning at this point, just getting kids together um, in PE tomorrow. I can't believe it's tomorrow. But um, So uh, I have a lot of ideas that I'm going to hit up my plan book and uh, figure it out. So thank you so much. You guys uh, really inspire me on a daily basis, so I appreciate it. Thank you, Pat. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having us on. Definitely appreciate the opportunity, sir. No problem, man. And I will tag you on Twitter when I post this. Um, Justin, if you could send me that book on uh, direct message. And then is there, um, I will link your podcast uh, website, Earl, in the description. Anything else you want in the notes? Uh, no, that's it. I, I okay. think we'll, let's go with that. Okay. Maybe my website if you, if you, yeah, sure. Because you know, no everything's problem. everything's housed there, but I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. And, uh, hey, you're going to be awesome tomorrow and, and every day forward. And remember, I reached out to you originally because I was seeing that you were doing some cool stuff <laughs> on on Twitter and, with your podcast and things like that. So I was like, I wanted you as a guest. So uh, just so you know that I'm, you know, I reached out to you because I, you know, <laughs> cause you're doing I, great things. I, I appreciate it, man. But. Um, I'm just here to do what you guys are doing, try to help people if I can, but mainly learn from others. So thank you so much. Keep it up. You're doing great. All right, rock stars. Have a good night. Enjoy your weekend. You too. Thanks. Thanks, guys. All right. Peace.